Welcome to Anthology Obscura. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by Chris. Hello. And Sam. Hello, hello. And today we're going to be talking about the Amazing Stories episode, Thanksgiving. This is also Thanksgiving. our Thanksgiving episode, so <laughs> there you go. Appropriate, appropriate. Wild, wild how that works. Wild how that works. Tur- <laughs> tur- almost, almost turkey like day. we planned it. It's almost <laughs> like we planned it and we were, we were you know, we were going to cover something that involved turkeys, kind of, because this doesn't really involve turkeys specifically. <laughs> not specifically. Um, not, not too specific, but... Are you guys familiar with Amazing Stories? Sam, we'll start with you. Are you familiar with the show, or is, or is this your uh, first time watching Amazing Stories? So I I think, like, I, ha- I had not heard of it when I saw the, like, title cover. I didn't recognize it. It wasn't probably until the intro music, the intro to the series started, that I was like, I might have watched a few of these uh, episodes, but I don't, I really, I, I'm seeing it brand new, so to speak. Honestly, yeah. if, if I did watch it, I vaguely remember watching it. Probably reruns more than likely. Cause this was, on, oh, of course this was on heavy rotation on the uh, sci-fi channel back in the day. So yes. mm-hmm. what about you, Chris? How so familiar like, are you with amazing stories? Not, not super duper familiar. Um, honestly, I watched more of that, uh, Apple TV reboot version Yes. In like 2020 than I than I remember of the original. But like I remember Amazing Stories like the Steven Spielberg show. Like that's what everybody, if you know Amazing Stories, know it as, you know, if nothing right. else. It's the Steven Spielberg anthology show. And like I definitely remember it like being on TV. Like you said, like reruns and stuff. But it was never mm-hmm. – it was never like a show that I sought out to watch in terms of like anthology shows. Like we talk all the time about how we all watch whatever we watch, but this is like one that I don't really think that I sought out ever. Yeah. Technically when it debuted, you know, you guys weren't born. I was born, but I was a baby. So, so Mm -hmm. even I saw reruns of it when I was, you know, five years old, six years old. What year was that? 86. So the the first season debuted in in, in 86. So I was a baby and, um, you know, it was something that I even think when I was young, when I was like three and like, Sam, you weren't even born yet. I remember <laughs> seeing it on TV, especially that intro. Obviously, the intro is always iconic in all of these old anthology television shows. But I remember seeing that intro specifically in certain episodes, but they had to have been reruns. There's no way that I was seeing them like fresh when they when they aired, you know, or I even right, have a memory. Right. Uh, unless I have a memory from being two years old or three years old, it's just impossible because I was so young. But but, but before we get into the actual episode that we're going to be covering, let's talk a little bit about Amazing Stories. So like you said, Chris, Steven Spielberg was the creator of the show, which aired on NBC. Big deal, I think. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I mean, yeah, like Spielberg in 86. and like... Uh, uh, a main like primetime network like that in the in the 80s definitely a big deal 
Yeah, and he's and he's mm-hmm. a big deal by himself. At this point, 1986, you think about it, this is after E.T., so this is after Jaws, this is after yeah. Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Uh, you know, so this was a big this had to have been a big deal when it was when it was coming to tv and the sad thing about it was it only lasted two seasons so it was not wow. a commercial like hit it was a kind yeah. of a failure they only yeah, renewed 40, it 45 total episodes yeah. and i'm i'm pretty sure they only wow. renewed it for for a second season because steven spielberg's name was attached to it uh, it actually won 5 emmys as well so yeah. It did. Which, it did well critically. Right, you could yeah. say there's a lot of those like critically acclaimed shows that never really made it far, but mm-hmm. have like Emmys and stuff. So like, it, it's that's one of those things that's like weird, but not like unheard of, you know? Yeah, but again, when you think of something like this, and it's and, and his name is attached to it, you already know it's going to get some sort of recognition just right. because Steven Spielberg, yeah. even though. To my knowledge, I don't think he directed any of the episodes. He directed one episode. Probably the pilot, the first episode more than right. like I don't know which, not. but I in the I was looking through the IMDb before like mm. who directed it because there are like a shitload of like fairly well-known directors. Even the guy who directed the episode that we're going to talk about directed some pretty well-known stuff, but I mean there's like Still some solid directors. Stuff too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He dir- his name is Todd, I think it's Todd Todd Holland. Holland and he directed the Monster High movie that just came out yes. this year. Funny most enough, he also directed the Wizard. He probably directed the Wizard, yeah. yeah that would probably so. be the thing he's most known for. Most okay. known for. But uh another fun like cool kind of fact about Amazing Stories is that Steven Spielberg licensed the name from an old science fiction magazine from the 20s. Yes. So he oh, wow. basically, you know, and I, and I believe the old magazine, the format was anthology style in the comic book. EC, you know, every episode, every issue maybe had two or three stories. So, or magazine, I should say, maybe it wasn't a comic, but mm-hmm. I like how he took that name and kind of evolved, like developed it into a, a show. And honestly, a, a, a title like Amazing Stories is perfect for an anthology television show yeah now another cool thing about this and it it makes sense considering it's steven spielberg uh john williams composed the the main title score the main title sequence score which is pretty epic like i said i was like if 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 anything triggered me it was that it was that title yeah that intro i was like oh wait a minute this sounds familiar And John Williams, I think anything he scores, anything com- he composes is is pretty magical and, and epic. Come right, on, absolutely. every every Jaws, E.T., what a Star yeah. Wars, Superman, like he's composed so many like Jurassic Park, iconic. like so many iconic scores. So yeah. I think that's why all of us resonate with like we like specifically that title introduction that that opening title sequence uh you know is so memorable and we all remember it's nostalgic uh i do want to talk about the uh the introduction a bit because i love the 1980s cgi imagery like there's yeah. there's like all the uh, it opens up with a live action version of a, a Native American group, a guy around a fire, a bonfire telling mm-hmm. a story. And then you've got like Egyptian temples and flying books and like a, outer space, outer space, a picture yeah. with like it a haunted felt house like on an it. after school program. Yeah. Very, that's, very that's crappy. What it felt like. 
it yeah. looked like a screensaver. Like that's what it, that's what that. Uh, <laughs> yes. And what was cool about this show. Uh, and that opening title sequence hints at this because you've got like you've also got like a, a magician's hat with cards, mm-hmm. a, you know, the, mm-hmm. a spaceship, Earth. Uh, this show covers all genres. There's yeah. horror, fantasy, science mm-hmm. fiction, yes, um, drama. So I, I like that about Amazing Stories. How you know it, it's it a is, bummer that it didn't last longer. Pretty amazing that they cover all those genres. <laughs> yeah, they are, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll and I'll tease this now. One of my favorite amazing stories episodes and i'm sure maybe we'll cover it down. i'm sure not even maybe we probably will because i'll probably pick it when it's my my turn to pick since technically chris this is one of your picks oh um, yeah but there's an episode of amazing stories about this dude who's working on a mummy movie and he ends up getting lost and trying to make it to his daughter's birthday or something like that and he's dressed up like a full mummy and he's wandering around trying to get home and oh, people think that. he's a real mummy, but he's not. So it's a uh, that's that an amazing like story. That's like a Louis yeah. episode. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was gonna so, say. Uh, <laughs> you know, if it wasn't Thanksgiving and I was picking our episode, we we're gonna be covering. I'd probably that pick that one. amazing because that's probably one of the best ones in my opinion. Now, like I was saying, Chris, this is your episode. It is so my episode. My pick. hit us with the synopsis. All right, so this is Amazing Stories, Season 2, Episode 9, Thanksgiving, aired November 24th, 1986. So a true Thanksgiving episode that aired on Thanksgiving. So Calvin, played by David Carradine, and his stepdaughter Dora, played by Kira Sedgwick, discover something or someone living in the bottom of a well on their property. When they offer the well dwellers a flashlight, They're surprised to receive gold as payment. Calvin, being the curmudgeon he is, takes the gold to buy more flashlights in an attempt to sell the well dwellers more flashlights. Dora offers them food because she'd like a traditional Thanksgiving because this is a Thanksgiving episode. So she hopes that these well dwellers will be able to help with her Thanksgiving. Calvin, unfortunately, has more sinister plans, but... These unknown cave dwellers may be more than Calvin can handle. Will you be digging today, Calvin? I mean, seeing as how tomorrow's Thanksgiving and all, I thought maybe we could go get us a turkey. So what did you guys think of the plot of this episode? Of Amazing Stories Thanksgiving, what did you guys think of the plot? I thought the story was very interesting. I went into it blindly. So Mm. I was actually taken by surprise by where the story went. And I absolutely loved it. I it's it's kind of hard to call it a Thanksgiving episode. I mean, they mentioned then it's Thanksgiving and they mentioned turkey. But it's not when you think Thanksgiving, you see the everybody at the table cutting and carving a turkey. It's not it's not like that, you know, Um, but I thought it was super cool. I liked it a lot, actually. And it was twisty and turny and. All kind of shenanigans. What about you, Chris? What did you just think of kind of the story they were telling in this episode? I think it's awesome because, A, it, there's literally only two people in this entire episode. The two people that we just talked about are the and only And the dog. Two, Don't forget the dog. All right. The dog. <laughs> the only two people, as I said, the only two people in the entire episode, David Carradine and Kira Sedgwick. And mm-hmm. so these 
well dwellers that we were just discussing, you don't ever see them. And I think that's what's really cool, especially in like, I guess this is a little bit more of a horror focused Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, sort of, like kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say it probably leans more to horror than it does to like. I'd say it's more fantasy, fantasy and all. I think it's more fantasy. You think so? There's no. I thought it was more horror. Look, like, like, so when it comes to kind of what I, I like, what I consider the genre of this short or this episode, to me, it, it the reason why I think it leans more into fantasy is because there's no monster. Air quote. Mm-hmm. There's no monster mm-hmm. in this. You never. It's so ambiguous. You're you're never told what exactly is in that hole. Um, Could be a monster though. And and I do want to talk a little bit about the just setup of everything. Yes. When it the comes to this great. episode, I love the setup. So yeah. So so and I want your guy your guys' opinion on this. So you've got this relationship between a stepfather and his like. 20-something-year-old stepdaughter, I'm guessing. Yeah, right? she's older. Yeah. She's, she does not come off as, like, a 16-year-old girl. This is, like, a 20-something, mm-hmm. at least 21, 22-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah but I think um, mm-hmm. Kira Sedgwick probably was in her 20s. appropriately that age. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, for close sure. to, yeah. And David Carradine does look a lot. You know, he's got the salt. He's got the silver hair. You know, he, right. he looks silver a lot Fox. older than her. At yeah. least, mm-hmm. at least twenty years older than Kira Sedgwick in the in this episode. He, he looks like a bum. In the episode. <laughs> yes. well, but like, the, yeah. he's supposed to. He's supposed to look like a bum. No, yeah, for sure. Now, what I do like about the setup too, and I was trying to figure it out because you don't really, they don't obviously. You got you know the episode's only about twenty five minutes long. Right. But. Is it that do they own a gas station that sort of has like a, a, a not an amusement but like a roadside attraction? Yeah, yeah. So the deal? sign, the sign at the front of the house, uh, at the front of the property, says rocks, cactus, and bones. Yeah, weird. So I guess yeah, it's kind of like a. a Desert Disneyland, I guess. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe, I guess. They're like going a little for. roadside attraction. Yeah, and we we never see customers, so it's I, no. I think. And they're obviously poor, but they never say right. they're poor. Right. Like, right, right, right. So I was actually, mm-hmm. I was going to make a comment on that. And I don't know, maybe you, you guys might disagree with me, but it, the episode felt kind of timeless in the sense that every kind of like old Western middle of nowhere desert kind of movie or film uh, or, you know, a, or TV show has kind of the same thing going on. Like they have the cattle and then they have the dog and they don't, like you said, they don't really talk about money and, you know, have dinner ready on the table. It kind of like had that vibe that I feel like I still see in films today that are taking place in, you know, today in 2022. They, every, every like movie you see, like where you're going to the middle of fucking nowhere, it looks exactly like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The blue jeans, they still wear the blue jeans and they still wear the cowboy boots. Like for me watching it, I didn't really feel like I was like in 1986. Yeah. Which I liked, which was what I liked about the, one of the things I liked about the episode. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's one of those situations that if you just stuck like a smartphone in her hand, it would have been, it would have been 2022. To me, exactly. It felt like, you know, like 
for example, like the the remake of The Hills Have Eyes from 2005. Mm-hmm. When yeah. they visit that gas station in the beginning, it kind of had that vibe. But also that yeah. that same like visit the gas station thing happened in uh, in the 2009 Friday the 13th remake. So to that point, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like there's that aspect of like that place and that just being so out of environment. touch with like, yeah, yeah yeah exactly the city you're out of the city now yeah. and you're they're in the middle of nowhere and, basically right yes but they still it still feels like something you can put that on an hq and i'm a, I, I i wouldn't know you know what i mean like yeah, I where, what, what time of what time of uh what, what time there's no time place. like reference to the time yes there. i also think the fact that it's only the two of them helps with yeah. that too like yeah. it's only it's only the two actors so we never see any other interaction with anyone it's basically two actors mm-hmm. and a dog the and kira sedgwick dora she's by herself yeah. most of this episode yeah. is david carradine episode, leaves yeah. yeah he he leaves and comes basically david carradine uh calvin he's in the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode and then comes back towards the end Towards and that the end. middle portion, she's by herself for most of it. Yeah. Um, well, so Calvin leaves to go to town mm-hmm. to I get more flashbacks. I guess to take, <laughs> I adva- to take advantage of whoever or whatever is in this well. Because that's yes. his intention. He wants to take that's advantage of these people. Where Dora, like, she obviously is the nicer character here. She's the one you're supposed to root for. She's the she's got a little bit more of best interest of these well dwellers in mind. Right. It's like a Cinderella story. Sort of. Kind yeah. of like the yeah, evil sort of. stepdad and yes. she gets the she gets the she wins at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it that way. Instead of like wanting to find her true love or whatever, it's, it's, she just wants to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. That's basically oh, all she wants. Uh, and yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this whole like situation with this hole in the ground and these hole dwellers or whatever the hell they're called. Hole people, as she calls them. Dear hole people. That's one of my yeah. favorite lines <laughs> when, she's writing them a, when she's writing them a letter. Uh, I, I, I was trying to think of another film or, or a TV show or episode of something that reminds me of this. Because it is a pretty unique story, or even like an old story, which I'm sure there is something out there that's reminiscent of this. The only thing that came to mind to me was The Gate from the 80s, the horror mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. The Gate, uh, where you know a, a little boy finds a hole to, to hell in his backyard, and demons right. come out of it and wreak all kinds of havoc and stuff like that. Or The Hole, which came out, I think, in the earlier, mid-2000s. Uh, I think that was directed by Joe Dante. I might, yeah. I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure it was. And that's similar, a similar kind of just plot where there's mm-hmm. this hole and we don't know what's in the hole. And with this episode, I think that's its strongest kind of attribute is the fact so that we let, never see what's in the hole. It's literally let's just talk about that. Just letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think they are? Like if you had to make a, a guess, what would you say they are? Would you say that they're more related like what did you glean from it so to, to me it's funny i was picturing very small people like tiny <laughs> like foot tall but people just, but people, people like little like blue yes. people or green people so, like, or something, something like of, that something of earth right like people no no not of earth i i, I figured well. it'd be like because it, it could be one of two things it's obviously ambiguous and i'm sure in the script and whoever wrote it they probably didn't think that far ahead more than likely it was mm-hmm. just like it's good we're gonna keep it 
mysterious and ambiguous yeah. and not tell people what this is. But to me, in my mind, if I was making up, if I was, if I was a, kind of elaborating on the script and writing and making it bigger and writing more, and maybe one of those creatures come out, because if this was a feature-length movie, you know one of the creatures oh, would have the come out one. of that hole. There's the fun yeah. one that they make into the toys. Yeah, for sure. Right. But I, I thought it was just like small, like green, like tribes people or something like that. All right. See, uh, I, I gleamed. Or I another gleamed dimension. Like, I See, I gleamed more of like, and I guess within the constraints of the 26-minute episode, they have to work with what they have. But I got like mole people, but of the... I didn't think of that. Human-esque variety. Yeah. Human-esque, mm-hmm. subhuman, mm-hmm. especially because like in the notes that they write back to Dora, they use things like, they use words like scholar, which are like mm-hmm. earthbound words. Like those are words yeah. that are made up on earth. So, and, and again, like this is all postulating. But she gave them a dictionary. Right. Because they don't, they don't speak English. Yeah. Right. So, they, so she gave them a dictionary. I'm not that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, they learn. They're, they're smart. They're advanced enough that they learned, you know, because they, yeah. they talk about uh, their crude understanding a lot in their notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I got, I got more of like mole people, earthbound mole people, not like hell or space aliens or anything like it that. Was it like Little demons with pitchforks right, weren't living right, down. Right. Yeah, I get what you're saying. What about you, Sam? What do you What do you think they look like, or what What, what do you think they are? These These so, whole whole people. <laughs> the whole the whole the whole dwellers. I think that okay. So actually, going into it, I like immediately haven't had a in the beginning an image of like what I thought it was, and maybe I'm thinking too much into this. But it being a Thanksgiving episode, I was like, well, maybe these are like ancestral like indigenous people and that's they're what just i living. yeah that in the beginning that i was like well this they're living in this hole and this is like i don't know but then when when the whole like the topic of food came up mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean maybe they were surviving off of rats but then that kind of changed i'm like well they're able to survive without without food because they're so like intrigued by this yeah. food and they're figuring out what the what these things are so then my image uh, my idea started kind of changing and i was like kind of more leaning towards what what louis was saying i just thought it was like a hybrid of like like kind of like what you said like anything that would live underground like a mole mm-hmm. and a person just something yeah like more, that more of that nature based, right more human based right more human based but um I still I, I feel like that that idea, the whole the whole like ancestral like in, we don't know what part of the world this is. Right, right, like, right. I, I don't know that 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 was initially my thought on it. Me, yeah, I, I think that's definitely especially if you know that it's Thanksgiving and nothing mm-hmm. else, you know, that right. is going to be where you go first. Well, right. yeah. The, well, the the whole dwellers, whole people don't know what Thanksgiving is. Right. And and mm-hmm. and. and to, like to Sammy's point there, they obviously either they don't eat food or don't know what food is because she's sending mm-hmm. them ham and chicken and stuff like that. And they're mm-hmm. eating Their it. scholars have determined. Yes. And they're That's enjoying what the other it. notes say. And they're enjoying I, it. Because mm-hmm. when, Cal, when Calvin have, sends down the flashlights, they don't like it. They don't they want send it. it back right. up. Yeah. yeah. So because they try they try to eat it, obviously, because <laughs> it comes up all messed up. <laughs> But they realize, oh, this isn't food. Send more of what you previously sent me because they don't know who's they don't know who's sending down 
Right. This stuff, they just assume it's someone from above, you know, who's writing them these letters and and all that. It plays to the, to the, and you know, this is, we're not going to get into this topic because (laughs) this will, it's its own topic, but it plays into the traditional story of Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving was an exchange between the Native Americans and the pilgrims. Exactly. There was an exchange of goods. So this plays into that story in a, in a warped way, but very similar. Mm -hmm. Like there was an exchange of like, you don't have this, so we'll give you this for, for exchange for this. And I do like how they were giving, like originally when they sent down the flashlight, the first flashlight, Mm -hmm. the single box flashlight or whatever that was, they got gold back, and that, right, that got right. Calvin. Calvin was all excited and hyped because he His got a piece of turning. And he was like, all right, there's stuff down there. But he didn't think, you know, that – he didn't even care about the note. He brushed it off. Right. right. And was just like, oh, yeah. there's gold. I'm going to run it doesn't matter. Town. It didn't matter to him. So her Excuse kind me. of just out of curiosity – and we're, gonna, we're about to get into the cast and their performances. But, mm-hmm. you know, her out of curiosity kind of sending these things down just to see – what you know back to what chris said just to see how they'd react and if they're friends right like, oh they're my friends like i mean not, not friends but they're friendly i should say because she doesn't know what the right. hell they are you know friendly no. sending down the ham sending down all these things right and then so sending her like, gold and jewel because they were sending her what jewel it's like gold just the it's first jewels time. and stuff yeah. to sell like they're 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 matching her niceness essentially yes. they're matching yeah. what yes. she's putting out you know Very tasty. Payment enclosed. What else do you have? And with that, with that being said, let's go into the cast and let's go into like Kira Sedgwick, uh, Dora's performance. And her, she's very like cute, kind of, kind of dumb, but like in a backwoods hickish, right. just harmless, I, yeah, yeah, harmless, like a, like a frumpy, yeah. harmless. Hit. sheltered like, very you know, sheltered yeah. seems like she ain't got no friends she just wants not to very guitar. educated i guess is the no she likes to sing a lot right she's um you know she's she's like just like so it's just so so sweet like she's really even like with, in this, when in this. she's writing her uh her note to them she even she like had to correct herself mm-hmm. because yes. she called them one thing and then she's like no 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 whole people yeah. I'm sorry if I if I might have offended you by what I might what I called you and then she's like oh maybe they don't know English let me throw an old ass dictionary down there yeah which again makes no sense but I actually like out loud was like oh like she's so sweet and so harmless and just generally just like genuinely just wants to know what's down there I you know me I'm 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 really really uh I guess critical when it comes to like the acting in most of these series and unfortunately it is because it's you know made for tv and and most of them are in the 80s and 90s but i actually thought it wasn't that bad it was overacted but it worked but it's Kira sedgwick and david carradine like it's i mean you know two actors that are great i loved it stuff prior and after right this so exactly and she and she's always basically she's kind of the heart of the episode because he's playing yeah. mm-hmm. a stereotypical like douchey stepfather 
Right. Basically. I'm drunk. Yeah. He's oh, great, right. though. He's great. He's, uh, he's awesome. Yeah. He, yeah. he plays it. The, the He's just a dick, basically, telling her to yeah. make him dinner. He yeah. treats her like trash. He's really greedy. At one oh, my point, God. The spray paint on the yeah. calendar? He, yeah. he, like, completely oh. knocks her wanting to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. He completely oh, knocks Lord. her wanting to celebrate Thanksgiving. You know, he even puts her down. That one scene towards the end when he wants to go down and we, we're not yes, going to get to that yes, just yet. I was just he's say basically that. He's very rude yeah, and mean to her. Rude, like he deserved what was coming to him. Yes. And he puts her down and compares her to her mother who's dead, yeah. right? He, he basically mm-hmm. is like, just like your mother. Like you're not going to yeah. amount to anything or you're not going to amount to You'll nothing. You'll never be Loretta nothing. Lynn. Yeah, so it's it's really kind of, and obviously, oh, you know, girl. I'm sure he was in love with, with, Calvin was in love with her mother, and maybe, you know, since she's not around, a she's damaged a, man. Yeah, she's a substitute, but you shouldn't treat her that way because she's so, you know, she's a, a good human being, and, and he's right. a shitty but, one. I mean, he, he clearly he, has yeah. a lot of resentment for her based on the circumstances that he is in and feels like, you know, maybe she's a part of that circumstance. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. why. Yeah, and both performances are really good. Oh, yeah, and, and they're awesome. There's a couple of really, there's a couple of really good like little kind of character moments I really like. Like I love the fact that she gift wraps the raw chickens. Like yes. she 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 puts bows on the them. Ribbons and stuff. in them. Ribbons, yeah. It's so oh, it's so funny. And then so I love sweet. She, yeah, she's really yeah. sweet and cute about everything. Like that's what that's yeah, what I liked about her. Really adorable. I, I like the one and line Bora she has. Is like such a such like yeah. a, 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 a unassuming name. Bumpkin. Yeah. 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 Which is what she kind of is. That's right, what, absolutely. Yeah. Kira Sedgwick is playing that up. Whatever, whatever direction she got, that they told her to act that way. Yeah. One of my uh, favorite lines is uh, when they're looking at the uh, the original, like the first note from the whole people. It basically, she compares it. So she goes, it's like National Geographic. <laughs> like that was such a great line. So yeah, so good. And I, and I like, I just like the whole performance. I don't think either one of them are wooden or hamming it up Mm -hmm. it's all Mm -hmm. just a great just just great performance all around calvin you're gonna be sending down those flashlights make me some dinner calvin i think them whole people would much rather have dinner fix me some dinner all right so let's dive into the ending of amazing stories thanksgiving chris all right what happens at the end of this episode so, this is where and why I say that it leans a little bit more into horror. So, Calvin, being the curmudgeon that he is, decides he's going to take advantage of these people. And they he sends them the flashlights and they send back nothing. And they say, we don't want flashlights. We want food. And Calvin's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going down there and I'm taking what I want regardless of these people. So, Calvin gets dressed up and is best military fatigues, tactical gear, and gets his his gun and tells Dora to lower him into the well. And we don't see Calvin. He's gone. He's down in the bottom of the well. And then a few minutes later, Calvin in his tactical gear reappears. However, it is not Calvin. It is just his tactical gear loaded with coins. Calvin yes. has been eaten. There is a note from the whole people saying <laughs> that they enjoyed the turkey. And yes. what else do you have? Happy Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> I do like that. So I just want to point out, I love how they called him a turkey. And I was trying to figure out if I missed something. Why the hell do they call him a you, turkey? See, that's that when when we go into what we liked and disliked about the episode, that was going to be the one thing that I disliked because there is no tie or indication past them having a dictionary as to why he would be a turkey. And I could understand like if they were like, he's this chicken is good because he was a scaredy cat. Right. I could understand that. But Turkey, it just seemed sort of like a forced reference to tie it to Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, uh, I do like the ending of him just being a complete douche. He got what was coming to him. Yeah. And wanting to go down there. And I, 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 a little part of me was like, oh, maybe we'll see a glimpse of what the, the, the whole people look like. But no. Yeah. And, and you know what's so amazing about the whole, like, situation of, like, Dora lowering stuff? It, mm-hmm. they, it only takes a few seconds Very for them to devour. Yeah. yeah to devour mm-hmm. whatever is sent. It's never down there for 10, 15. It's like literally a for minute. Very long. When she lowers him in and brings him back up, his suit is intact. There's no, sh- it's not shredded. Fully. It's not like yeah. the, it's not like the cow in Jurassic it's Park. with a straw. Yeah, where like the, the harness is brought back up and it's all destroyed. His right. suit is, his suit is still holding the gun. Yeah, yeah. And that's the only kind of plot hole or, or hole in this is that they I don't think it makes for, It makes for a cool reveal. It's more of a visual. TV. Yeah, it's a visual. It's a visual because of the suit comes up. I thought it was going to be a skeleton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Originally, I and, yeah. I thought like you said, uh, Louis. I thought it was just. I mean, you kind of at that point when he comes out with his tactical gear, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um. I I thought I already kind of figured out what was going to happen. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, they've been eating everything that's been going down there. So so I thought he was going to come back, just going to pull it back up in, in shreds. Yeah. And just like pieces of that. That was my whole thing. Or that the, the cable would just get ripped and we never see him. Right, and that was right, it. Right, right, I think that this this ending and this depiction is is so much it's so like fantastical and ridiculous, but it 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 works for me. Like just yeah. the 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 jewels and the gold and all the coins just falling out of his you know, like perfectly intact mannequin kind yeah. of like body. It's so over the top, but throughout the whole episode, it's been kind of uh, realistic in this sense. Like yeah. you you don't really get to see it's that fantasy, fantasy kind of stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. So when that does happen. Um, yeah, that did it for me. I was, I, I, I laugh at moments that are not meant to be laughed, but it was like, it was so funny. It was so good. I I have a question for you guys. So do you, so throughout the episode, Dora is constantly praying to her dead mother. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think this was more of like a supernatural thing with the mother Mm. or was it actually whole people that were down there and they're the ones eating because when at one point i don't know if you guys caught on to this and this is towards Mm -hmm. the beginning now i know we're veering away from the end because we're focusing on the ending of the episode but when she's initially talking about like oh i forget the exact line but she's praying to her mom you Mm -hmm. see like like these like the wind the windmills hit these like yeah there's like these little faces and stuff like these little Mm -hmm. structures on, on metal do you think it's actually whole people or is this some like weird like revenge plot from her dead mother from beyond the grave like 
What do you guys think? I, I'm just curious, or maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, I, I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. The thing is, like, it, it really depends on, you know, the viewer, right? Like, I don't believe yeah. in any of, of that stuff. So I'm not going to say that it's her mom helping her out. I, you know, mm. I think it might. But that that first uh, initial scene where she is saying, oh, God, please, you know, mom, help us out. And we want to get we need water today and the windmills stop. Um, I think it's kind of just showing you that, yeah, maybe her mom is giving the whole people that push yeah. that they need. And you have to also like kind of keep in mind it is, uh, I guess, coincidental, but they have implied that they've been digging this out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to find she's water. Like, it's a dry Just trying well. to find water. And she's and because she, she says it, she's like, I'm sick of digging this damn hole. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of I'm literally hauling dirt. Literally, like, that's her line. So, so it's been a, it's a, been a long time coming. So maybe this was just the one day that they finally hit, you know, they hit gold, so to speak. Technically, well, they technically did, yeah, they yeah. hit right. they hit another civilization. That city, right? That's, that's living, that's living underground. I, I want to believe that it's an actual underground civilization more than yeah. it is the 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 ghost of her mother. But I I <laughs> could see like, like like Samantha said though. I, I guess it depends on your belief of that. You know, like you're mm-hmm. you allow yourself to believe that. And you lean right. toward that, you know. I think maybe if the episode was a tad longer, maybe there would have been an inkling of, "Hey, this might be my mm-hmm. mom helping out," you know. But it's it's a, it, the runtime is what it is, and it's kind of condensed into that story. So I want to believe that there's little green mole people. <laughs> there's little eating, green mole people eating, eating, eating people. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. and I like the ending. I think the ending it, it it plays out that his greed, you know, got the better of him. He he was tough. He was a tough guy. Went down the hole mm-hmm. to confront these people because they didn't give him jewels. He got greedy, and she was listen. Dora was hiding all the like treasure she was getting. Right. So but there's I mean, that one scene I really like. Good for her. She yeah. should. I do like that one scene where he's coming back to the farm and she's like running to hide like this mm-hmm. giant basket of, of, of jewels, but of goodies. Of, yeah, I, I do. I do like how that plays out. It's a sign, Calvin. People waste their whole lives thinking they're cheating because they want somebody else's luck or money. Somebody else's life. This hole here, this hole here is like a sign for us to stand up and say, oh man, well, we have hairs good. All we got to do, Calvin, is we got to turn our back away from that hole. Now, are there any cons? Is, is there anything you guys didn't like about the episode? Chris, you hinted at it. So yeah, like what, I said, the first that's things? that's the, the to me, I think the one thing that of uh, not even the one thing, I would say the only thing that I disliked about this episode is that tertiary Thanksgiving connection at the end that mm-hmm. felt felt more forced than natural that yeah. calling him a turkey and again like you could say they learn the word turkey and what a turkey is from their dictionary but there is no reason to no reason to call a grown man 
a it turkey. Look like, like a turkey. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, there's no resemblance to a turkey. There's there's nothing there that would imply turkey. And I think that it was just kind of like a <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's a turkey. And yeah. that to yeah. me, like, not to say that that like blew the episode or anything like that. It's still a great fucking episode. But mm-hmm. that one thing I would say was like the only thing that I'd call a con for this episode. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? Is there anything about it you didn't like? Um, once again, I have to agree with Chris. <laughs> I feel like I, every time we do this part of the damn episode, great mind, great I'm minds, agreeing great with minds. Chris. Yeah. But I, uh, this is, I mean, you know, maybe this is more of a finishing thought, but like, this is actually one of my favorite episodes that we've actually talked about on Anthology Obscura. No, it's definitely okay. up there. I, right. I, I, I honestly <laughs> loved it. I thought it was awesome. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty anthologies that we can cover, but like it was, it was a good one. Um, But that, that also was like a big kind of bummer for me. I, when the, when his body came back up, I was expecting the note to be like, we've, we've analyzed or we've, we've come to realize that this is a human. Our our scholars have determined. Our our scholars have determined, which I have to side note. I kind of like that. That that finishing uh, sentence there, it's it's almost like when like comedians tell like a good like uh, have a good set, they have that they start off with that one line and then they revisit it kind of at the end. They did the same thing in this episode yeah. where every note that they received said, "What else do you have? Right? Mm-hmm. Like what else you got? You got yeah. anything better?" And at the very end, she reads this note and it's like, "Oh yeah, well this is a turkey. What else you got?" Tasty, delicious. Yeah. But I actually hated that. I hate that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's if you could figure out that them two things were a chicken and that one little sliver slice was a piece of ham, you didn't even get the whole hog. Yeah. How the hell you determined that this was a fucking turkey? Yeah, a single mistake. A, a single a grown steak. man, <laughs> a grown man in tactical gear holding a shotgun and they thought I mean, it was a somebody, turkey. I will forever wonder writing wise what was your what was your reasoning for this give me an, a good a good reason besides the fact that it's thanksgiving I think chris like is said, probably like, right i think yeah. that's what it is to kind of like tie tie it in in the in the only way that they can because like it, the episode's called thanksgiving she talks about thanksgiving right. it's like oh hey turkey on thanksgiving so to me that felt kind of cheap what about mm-hmm. you I, mm-hmm. I uh I agree with you guys. Again, I think they just try to keep it we're that these three, we're these, three for three on this one. I, I have another yeah. critique. I, I, the way I would have ended oh. it. So I, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> with both of you because you both said the same thing. Basically, you both agree with each other. I, I'm not overthinking the turkey thing. Is I'm just playing it up as these whole people are learning and they're just dumb. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming. There must be some sort of slang term for what a turkey is. Maybe, maybe we didn't Google it. Like a jive it. turkey? <laughs> no, maybe. Say. Yeah, like if you think about it, you're a jive turkey. That's one jive so turkey. A, a turkey is an insult. And David Carradine yeah. as Calvin, he's a jerk. He's not a good person. So turkey maybe jerky? that's. that's they could have said it was a pig. Yeah, yeah or, I guess or a you're chicken. Right. Like if he was sca- oh, a, a scared cat, he was a chicken. He was a swine. Yeah. Anything. Yes. I feel like there's a lot better animals to, to say he was. Yeah, relevant wise to the story. If I were remaking this episode, I would have ended it with like a wide shot of Dora at the table with the dog eating a Thanksgiving meal because yeah. that's all she. By herself, it's all yeah, she wanted. That's what she wanted. 
That was yeah. the whole start of this episode mm-hmm. was her telling Calvin, hey, Thanksgiving's coming up. We should have a turkey. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it ends with him being the turkey to these mole people. They eat him. So, like, I feel like it should have mm-hmm. ended with her finally getting that with the dog. And that's it. One shot at the very end. And it would have tied it into the holiday a little better. Actually, I didn't even think should... of that, but I like that. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I like that. Because, In peace. Bec- and I also think they could have possibly maybe done something with the calendar because it's so prominent earlier that maybe the whole people mm-hmm. were confused with what was being sent down there. And they think – or like maybe his – his tactical gear looked more bird-like, and they thought he was a turkey or something. You know, just to play that up a bit. But yeah, it was it was mm-hmm. it was kind of lazy, I guess, in a way. Yeah, for them to come up with that to tie it all into the holiday. But it, you know, it works. And again, I, I'm about ninety percent sure turkey means some. It's a, some sort of insult, and that's why the the civilization underground called him that so it, yeah. make, it, it, it probably makes sense we're just not familiar uh. with the with like samantha said jive turkey you're a jive turkey that's not a good that's the only thing i can think <laughs> of and and, and it's well, it's you know 1986 people aren't aren't right, using those like terms a, yeah, anymore it's like a so, 70s thing a stupid foolish or inept person there you go so that's actually on webster's dictionary right. so there you go so yeah and you know what Hmm. Dictionary. They got it. Di- Look, we figured it That's out. That's what right I now. said. I said, like, she- it, it makes sense mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, they got it from the dictionary. I just think that it could have been a different animal. Well, he it, was. Sh- it should have been. It sh- he was foolish. And he was an but, idiot. But for there's going other down there, things going down there. That, that there's other things that represent greed, and there's other things that represent uh, just, you know, an asshole. Right. There's, I just there's, feel like I, it just didn't. There's nothing about yeah. a human being that's like turkey. Yeah. No, there really isn't. But if they're going by the dictionary, so that's mm-hmm. the definition, not the animal. They read the other def- right. the insult right. version right, right, right. of turkey. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense now that we confirmed what turkey means in the dictionary or as a, you know, one of the meanings. Of now, the what happens, turkey. though, when you put the word jive in front of it? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know what would have happened if she actually sent the turkey down there afterwards. They would have been like, oh, shit, that guy was not a turkey. We were wrong. We were wrong. We just <laughs> spit, ate a spit human. Him back up. So I, I do like that. And I, listen, I, I'll, I'll give it credit. It did tie into the holiday. Yeah, but you what, know what? Again, Outside of that yeah. little, uh, you know, little gripe, I think it was a great episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, again, I'm telling you, one last shot of her having a turkey dinner. Would have been, it would have been it awesome. It would have been cool. It would have yeah. been awesome. It would have tied everything yeah. together with a nice bow on it. Mm-hmm. So I would have even liked her just sitting next to the hole eating some cranberry sauce. And sending them actual turkey. That Again, it would have yeah. played into what I just you said. Know, <laughs> you know? Singing with her guitar. Yo, oh, he ripped the strings. Calvin ripped the strings. He ripped the strings. Yo, he yeah, yo, David Carradine was good in this. He was. A, He's a, awesome. He was. So good. In this episode. So. Spraying the, the rocks in the beginning. That's yeah. hilarious. This is yeah. good stuff. So, so Chris, what are your uh, closing thoughts on Amazing Stories Thanksgiving? Listen, as a Thanksgiving episode, I think it works well enough. I mm-hmm. do. I do. I. So when we were talking about what uh, episode we were going to cover for Thanksgiving for this show, we had a lot of different ideas of like food centric episodes that aren't necessarily Thanksgiving episodes, which yeah. like 
could work, like, you know, to serve man from the Twilight Zone could have mm-hmm. worked as like a Thanksgiving episode no, of course. for the show. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this literally hits exactly what we were looking to do. This is a Thanksgiving anthology episode. So, for us, I think it, mm-hmm. it's perfect. What about you, yeah. Sam? Closing thoughts on uh, Amazing Stories Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I I said it actually in the very beginning of recording today. It's like I th- this didn't feel like a Thanksgiving episode to me, uh, besides the fact that she said it was the day before Thanksgiving and uh, there was a turkey they ate a turkey. Um, that's really all there was. It could have taken place on any other day and it would have worked just fine. Um, so that, that, that's a bummer. But, but as I said, I, I, I genuinely do like this more than, than, uh, one, it's like one of the up there for the ones that we've covered so far. Like I just kind of, I loved it. It was a very simple story only 20, 23, 26 minutes to just get it out there. And I thought it was awesome. I mean, Show it to your parents on Thanksgiving. I'm sure they'll love it. (laughs) So if you'd like to watch Amazing Stories Season 2, Episode 9, Thanksgiving, it is available to watch on NBC.com, and it's also available for purchase on Apple TV and Prime Video. Yeah, so so go give it a watch. And uh, my closing thoughts are this. I think it does the holiday some justice. Yeah, it might not have that fall atmosphere, and there's no big dinner, no big family dinner scene. But the food aspect definitely plays a part in both a heartwarming and sinister way. And I recommend giving it a watch after you're nice and full this Thanksgiving. Our scholars have determined this food to be turkey. Delicious. Payment and closed. What else do you have? So that was Amazing Stories Thanksgiving. Be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Been pushing that TikTok. TikTok. At Haunted Hangover. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And to all of our wonderful listeners, we want to wish you and your families a very happy Thanksgiving, and we're grateful that you're here. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More more booze. booze! Catch you guys later.